guys, we have not got a guest on today. We are doing a little bonus episode before we come back for season two. And this episode is how to start a podcast. And guess what we've learned so far? Yeah. And we're going to give you specific advice, like what software to use, what equipment to get, all that sort of stuff. It's not going to be like, follow your hopes and dreams and you could one day have a podcast. It's like, this is actual stuff you're going to be able to use. Let's be honest, James. It is hard work. It is a lot of work, but we also have found a lot of guests, as guests get bigger, they often start their own podcast. You only have to look at some of the top content creators out there, like I think uh, Inspired Unemployed just started one. Oh my God, stop, hold the phone. Last night, I had a dream about them that I hooked up with one of them. Like I literally had a dream. Yeah, I think Jack, um, I think he's got a girlfriend actually, but- I woke up this morning and was like, oh, my God, I was hanging out with him for hours and then all of a sudden it just kind of was like inevitably him and I were going to hook up. And I feel bad because Falcon's single and like on a hunt and a mission for a girlfriend. But I wanted to get with Jack, the other guy. And so I woke up this morning and was like vibing and laughing So I was like, oh, my God, I just hung out with the Inspired Unemployed guys for like two hours and, uh, yeah, got with one of them. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. You heard it here first. Um, but yeah, you know, they've just started a podcast. A lot of the agents that I've talked to when we're trying to get talent on the show, they have like a podcast division now. So it is a good idea for you to start a podcast uh, if you're heading to the next stage in your career. So let's just run through this list real quick. This is only going to go for like 10, 15 minutes. Amazing. Guys, number one, well, the first step, I guess you need to ask yourself is why do you want to start a podcast? Is it to make money? Is it to boost your profile? Is it because you can't sleep without the show actually existing? For me, James, initially in the beginning, so many of these conversations I was having about influencer marketing and content creating and, you know, I was having these conversations all the time. And you said to me, actually, James, don't start a podcast or don't start a passion project unless it's something you really are losing sleep about. And not that I was like stressing about it, but I was like, I'm really passionate about this. It's annoying me that people aren't getting paid for what they're worth. And then we, yeah, figured we'd put it into a podcast, right? Yeah. And then the other thing that we should be transparent about is that we started this because Renee's plan is to eventually become a presenter. Obviously, she produces the Top Records radio show at the moment and she wants to be in the chair. So we made a one decision day, after day. a conversation <laughs> that it would yeah. make sense from a brand point of view to have you constantly presenting something because then people can be like, oh, wow, she presents, she interviews. I think there's a lot of taboo about being honest about stuff like that, but like where, you know, we think in a business savvy way and you should too. Plus, it's a different sort of podcast if you're trying to turn it into a job because where the long-term gain is to uh, boost Renee's profile as a presenter, that means we we can chill if the podcast isn't making a lot. A lot of money in the beginning, we can take our time yeah, because it's doing its other function. Of course. And we're fortunate enough to have, I guess, um, our own income streams. But I think if you are starting a podcast for monetary reasons or whatever reason it may be, please own it. And like you said just then, James, like I'm not going to deny that I would love to be a presenter one day. And I think any successful presenter hasn't just gotten there because it's been handed to them. They've worked really hard and perhaps taken steps like we have or I have um, like this to do so. So that's uh, step number one or tip number one. Next one, James, choose your audience goal. I think originally, you know, when we spoke about doing this and that James was going to come on board as my producer, which is something we will touch on later, um, team, because let's not let's not pretend that this is an easy thing to do. Uh, initially, we had like, I guess, pinks and blues and it was very- well, we, we, Our audience, what you're saying is we we'd thought our audience was going to be like the classic influencer. And so we had pinks and blues in the branding. 
Yeah, and then we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes, and as we had those conversations, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, not really the brand and look that we went for. Like, we are, you know, trying to show more diversity and also be a bit more professional in what we were doing. So we actually then rebranded to more of, like, I guess a business look or something a bit more approachable. Um, yeah, because as, as well. we had the interviews, we we decided what we thought our audience was. Then when we had the chats, we before we launched, we realized actually, you know, the audience is more like this. So we 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 rebranded to have more of a business kind of color palette. But then actually, if you go right back on our Instagram and you see our original branding, after a couple of weeks of the show being out, we actually rebranded again because we really figured out what our audience was and we realized we looked too business. So knowing your audience is really important because that's gonna that's gonna help you ask the right the sort of questions you're going to ask, reach out to the right sort of guests and all your branding and everything like that yeah, as well. Yeah, I think that as well, James. Um, just quickly on audiences, uh, understand your niche. Like we've spoken to people about this in the show and what we've learned is that having a niche is so much more important than trying to be for everyone. Like you aren't for everyone. So the more niche you can be in, you know, who you're targeting and what you're talking about actually can be beneficial mm. as well. Well, something I liked that Amanda Duck said in her episode, she said so many great things, but something she said is, <laughs> You're essentially, you have to think about what problem are you solving for people? People, you know, to give you 30 or 50 minutes of someone's time, that's a lot of their day. So you need to be able to solve some sort of issue for them. Getting on there and being like, oh, I really love the taste of wine. Probably not going to be as helpful as being like, here are the three different wines that you can get from these different places. This is how much they cost. This is the one I'd recommend or whatever. So would you say that this bonus episode we're doing now, James, is helping people solve problems? Exactly. And, you know, the problem we're trying to solve this show is helping young content creators figure out how to get to the next level, how to distill what these successful brands and creators have done and how to get there. That's the issue. That's the problem we're trying to help people solve. Of course. And also on that, James, we actually, well, we got a DM from a an account called Paleo, I think, dot nurse. And she actually said because of this podcast, she actually started her own podcast and it inspired her. So we really love hearing that. If it's helped you in any way, shape or form, maybe perhaps you've started charging more as a result, let us know because it means a lot. Cool. Yeah. And so once you've decided to start a podcast, the next thing is equipment. Oh yeah, guys, don't get the blue Yeti mic. Sorry, Yeti, if you're listening, they absolutely will not be. But I've had some issues with it before I even started using it. I had issues with it, like the cord and the input plug. It's just, I'm using even it moments now. moments ago before we started recording this, we mm-hmm. had to refresh because, so that's the blue Yeti mic. I see a lot of people buying the Yeti mics when they want to start a podcast. And that's because you can just plug them in via a USB. In my opinion, they suck. We've had so many issues with them. Mm. Another guest who has their own podcast had issues with them as well. I can't believe they're still selling them. You need to get a <laughs> condenser microphone. And what a condenser mm-hmm. microphone is, it's a, it's a microphone that requires a power source. You either plug it in via a USB or you can get a little audio interface. It is a little device that sits next to your computer and you plug the mic into that. And the reason why you want to get a condenser microphone is that a condenser mic will stop the background noise from coming in as much. So getting a decent condenser mic is good. I, I just use a little Rode microphone, R-H-O-1, oh, sorry, D-E. I think I use the NT1 is the one I use, pretty cheap, you know, um, about the same as a Yeti mic to get it with a, a condenser, oh, sorry, an interface, and it, it actually works. Amazing. Man, I hate those Yeti mics. <laughs> also, guys, something we've learned is headphones as well, having good headphones um, 
really help as well when recording because that way you're obviously not hearing the echo as well and pick a good spot to record very ironic that I'm actually doing this on a Saturday night in my bedroom on my bed (laughs) not the ideal spot to record but if you can you know even sitting in your car can be great if you really want to focus on good audio because we all know listening to an episode of a podcast or even a a song or whatever without good audio you really don't have good content so important something else to think about as well like we're assuming that people are going to be interviewing people remotely because we've all been in lockdown if you're starting the show where you are actually going to have people with you next to you you're either going to need to get two microphones or some condenser microphones have a setting like a switch that you can flick that will stop them from just picking up sound on one side and instead can do both sides the yet to be fair the yeti microphone does have that setting so you could actually sit it in between the two of you and you could both talk into it so there's totally this is so, so ironic we're like talking about good audio and there's a dog barking in the background of my house so i can't hear anything though so there well, you go that, that's a condenser microphone for <laughs> all right guys um and also just one thing there as well you don't have to spend heaps of cash i think like you know if you're going to test it out to see whether it like podcasting or it's working for you or working for your audience you know don't invest thousands of thousands of dollars you can do it cheaply as well yeah next up james software you i'm gonna let you take this on because you are the producer and know all about this there is a lot of different software so first of all the pod the software we're recording this on that we record all of our interviews on and that a lot of major podcasts use around the world is called Squadcast. It's just like Zoom, except for designed for podcasts. And what it does differently is that it actually records the audio at each individual person's computer and then uploads it at the end and mixes it all together. And and that way, if you're recording like a Zoom call and there's a lag, you know, maybe someone's internet cuts out for 10 seconds and they do that thing where they freeze, well, then that's going to end up being in the actual recording. But if you're recording the audio at each person's computer, even if they freeze for you, it's still it's still going on their machine, you know, during those 10 seconds. And so, yeah, basically, that's what makes it really worth it. You can do video as well, but it's a lot more expensive if you want to pay for the video tier. I think if you're just happy with audio and you can have up to four guests, which is what we do, it's about 200 bucks a year or about 20 bucks a month. Cool. The next one is Descript. Renee, do you know what Descript is? No. I rave about this all the time. You should know. So Descript, oh my goodness, is the best software ever for podcasting. Check it out. Whenever you record a podcast or anything, you import the audio into Descript and Descript immediately transcribes it. The software figures out what it thinks you've said and writes up a big script of the whole episode. It's not super accurate, but the benefit is is that you can actually edit the audio by editing the script. For example, if someone says the word um... I can search the, the, the script for the, the times that um appears. And when I delete the word um on the script, it deletes it from the audio as well. Oh my gosh. It's so, so if you're easy. like really nervous to start out saying like or um lots, this is perfect, James. Mm. And also like later on, if I go and try and find an audio grab for like a trailer or to reach out to a sponsor or something, I can just type in the word, you know, McDonald's. If I knew someone mentioned McDonald's, I could type in the word McDonald's into their script and it will find the part in the audio where they said that. So it's amazing. Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. Of course, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, If you don't want to pay for Descript, I think it costs a similar amount to to Squadcast, then you could just edit the audio in GarageBand. It's free music editing software that comes on Max. If you are cool and up with hip Max, you would have this. Yeah. HP, no, thank you. Yeah, you can't come with... Garage band, it's free, but of course you can't see the words. You just have to edit the audio and just wing it. Um, next, we use Buzzsprout to distribute. So there's a couple of different sites. We just use Buzzsprout. Um, it's similar kind of thing, about nine to twenty dollars a month, and it sort of caps on how much. It's like I think it's like 
you pay like 20 bucks, you get like four hours worth of podcasts you can upload a month. And that automatically links to all the different places like the Google Play Store, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and it just uploads them to all those different locations. And you can also- Yeah, you can schedule it on there as well. Like, so we obviously schedule hours for 6am on a Tuesday morning, which is cool. Yeah. And it adds, you can add tag words. It also allows you to auto-generate what are called visual sound bites, which are those little pictures of our podcast episode with some of the audio playing and the little audio lines going, which are super good for socials. You can just do all that on there as well. Um, Renee, Upwork, you know what Upwork is. Come on. Yeah. So I've used Upwork uh, for many, many things, but literally you can use it for anything, whether it be web design. We, uh, you know, found our amazing um, designer on there, uh, which is also your housemate. Um, But yeah, you can use it um, with all different kinds of budget as well. You can pick people who have earned um, money already, shortlist one or or two or three and kind of have your brief. So say you're looking at getting branding done with social media templates to launch your Instagram, you can pop it all on there um, and, you know, there's a range of budgets to suit you. Um, you Yeah, for those of you that know what Fiverr is, Fiverr is trying to become like Upwork. Upwork Uh, was the original one. It's Uh, been around for like 10 years. And the reason why I put it there is that if there's any element of the podcasting that you're not confident with, like editing it together or, um, I don't know, even like finding guests, someone on on Upwork will do it for you for a lot cheaper than you'd probably expect. So it's just worth knowing. If there's literally anything, if you wanted to buy your mum a present for Mother's Day, you could probably find someone at Upwork who would do it. But for, yeah, podcasting <laughs> stuff, if there's stuff you're not confident with, you can probably get someone at Upwork to do it for, for fairly cheap. Yeah, so just literally check that out. I thought I'd chuck that in. Of course. Music game, uh, music games, music James. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, if I, I, I wrote the music for our show. I'm a musician. But if you wanting to get some music done James you could like also hire me you can yeah you could hire me <laughs> reach out to me actually that's a great idea yeah reach out to me i'll write you music otherwise you could put a job up on upwork or you can actually t- go to free music royalty sites like artlist.io if you want to get some you know sound grabs from movies like the ones that appear at the start of our show um you know and some good little quotes from old-fashioned movies and stuff there's websites um like uh movie sound effects.org or something i'll put all the links in the show notes but there's a couple it's really easy to get sort of royalty free music because if you do have music in a show you have to pay someone the rights to have that music of but if course. you can get royalty free music you don't have to pay someone um yeah movie sounds.org that's the other one yeah cool some other tips we've learned guys record in batches especially if you work other jobs and you know when you're speaking to your guests often it's hard to find a time of day that works for both of you so initially james we recorded about five to six episodes before we even launched a lot of them we did we actually hired an airbnb so we had like a quiet space together because actually for those that are listening james and i don't live in the same state so we have literally done this uh remotely ourselves so all the software that we've mentioned above uh it's been super useful to make this a smooth transition so hopefully you guys don't yeah, or it doesn't sound like we're in different spaces. But yeah, recording batches, uh, stagger the size of your guests that you reach out to as well. Like obviously uh, we've really tried to be diverse in the people that we've spoken to and their career paths and their journeys. And, you know, obviously massive, huge celebrity influences that we've been grateful enough to have on the show. We're not going to put them all back to back. You know, we want also what, what I mean by that as well, Renee, is that when we were about to launch the show, like, and you, for example, like Hailza is my dream guest. I didn't reach out to Hailza because it's like there's there's no value at that stage for some of those bigger tier guests to come on a show like ours it's like you know anyone can be like oh i'm gonna start a podcast and i'm gonna record it on my 
you know, iPhone 6S and, you know, like there's, they can't see that there's any benefits. So I, I intentionally, we used the people that we had access to already. Like, so whatever your podcast is, use people you have access to already that you know you can get and then start staggering how big the guests are that you reach out to. So by the time I reached out to Hailza, we had a lot of value in the show. We had some, some decent sized guests and they could see, okay, this is a real show with real branding and real guests. So So what we're encouraging you to do here is be business savvy. I wouldn't go out if you're starting a show about, you know, like, I don't know, reality TV stars, you wouldn't suddenly just go and reach out to like uh, Sophie Monk or someone, you know, I'm, yeah, I don't watch it. reality TV, but no, you know, that you was know great. Love Island. Uh, and on that guys as well, I think, uh, be, um, smart about the way you tease a podcast is coming. Something's coming. You know, your launch is actually also really important as well. Uh, and if you have any questions or, you know, want to get involved in consulting or even have James write your music, we are, up for hire. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Well. I should have should have turned this into more of a shameless plug for our skills. Oh my god, not <laughs> at all. But um, don't forget, even on that, if you have guest suggestions that you were like, oh my gosh, I'd love, I know someone from one of these programs or things that you've just spoken about and think they'd be great on our show, you can always email us guest suggestions to do you even influence at gmail.com. Mm. I'm doing as well. Like, I've, uh, as a result of this show, I've had a few people I've consulted for and done like a. Uh, a little consulting package where I help them like devise and set up and sort of get their podcasts off the ground. So that's something you're interested in. Yeah, you can reach out to me as well. And own so, your plugs, guys. You are your biggest support. So the fact that we're doing this, you might cringe, but we're just like, nah, this is what we do and we're just going to keep doing it. So I don't, I don't think anyone that has listened to this front of the episode will cringe because they're if they've listened this far, they're business savvy and they want to know how to do this shit. You know what I mean? So good on you if you've made it this far. Okay. And something else I just thought I'd mention as well is like, we, we have spent a bit of money on PR. You know, if you're really trying to do stuff on a budget, maybe you don't want to do PR, you just use what connections you have and you're just kind of doing it for fun in the beginning. Then, you know, like do it as cheap as possible. Go for the free tier on the software I mentioned and don't worry about PR, but you know, we've spent about 1200 bucks initially on the PR for this show. I mean, we got a whole bunch of media outlets writing up for us and we got some mentions in some big social calendars as well, which helped us get bigger guests. So that's an option for you if you are willing to invest. I mean, it's an investment in yourself. You go out and you spend 1200 bucks on it. I don't know. What, is, what do influencers spend 1200 bucks on, Renee? Uh, not much. They'd probably just arrange a contra deal. <laughs> but, well, okay, that's a great point. Yeah, I that's right. on that, uh, there's a, four of us that work in amongst this podcast. So James obviously produces it and helps source guests. And I obviously host it uh, and kind of advise around the social media campaigns. Mel runs social media at the moment as well. And then we also have someone that edits it. And we still, there's so much more we could be doing, but obviously we just don't have the time and budget for it right now. So work within what's realistic for you. Don't spend all your money at once. Maybe space it out. Yeah. And and the other thing as well, there's one thing I want to mention. This is some advice given to me by a woman who produces 18 different podcasts. This is a statistical fact. fact, 80% of all Australian podcasts get less than 100 downloads a week. It's insane. 80%. So if you're starting a show and like a month in or two months in, you're only getting 80 listens a week, don't stress yourself out because a lot of podcasts don't even get over 100. And the other thing as well is think about this. 80 people come and listen to you talk for an hour. Imagine that every week if you had a room somewhere and 80 people turned up every, every week. a bloody TED talk. You'd be like... Wow, this is really great. I'm contributing value. So don't get too down on yourself. Stick with it. 
Um, and again, like it depends on what your goal is from the start. You know, if you're just trying to build your profile and get the experience, then it doesn't matter how many lessons you get per week because you're doing a great job. Cool. That's it. Are we done, Ren? No, the last thing, and I touched on this in so many podcast episodes, really important to remember, don't try and be interesting. Be interested in what you're talking about, what you're hosting. You could literally be interested in why people should, you know, get their second ear piercing done. I don't know. A terrible example. But a great example. Thanks. <laughs> I was like looking around my room like, hmm, I don't see anything. But yeah, if you are interested in what you're doing and, you know, that aligns with your target audience, then I'm sure they will be. But just don't start a podcast for the sake of starting it unless you really are passionate about something. Stay amazing. Don't forget, we will be back next Tuesday with some great guests for mm. season two. Guys, you can always suggest and ask questions as well. If you head to our website, doeveninfluence.media, you will um, see a voicemail tab there. We love voicemails. And a lot of you are starting to DM me at my personal page about advice for social media, which I am loving. But don't forget, you can DM us on our Instagram handle, doeveninfluence. underscore influence. You guys are the best. Take care. Mm. Hope you're enjoying. It's both of us on that Instagram as well. I'm there. It's just as much as Renee and same on the emails to even influence at gmail.com so you can hit us either of us up on those two channels absolutely and i hope wherever you are in the world you're enjoying a bit more freedom now that lockdown is easing in australia you're amazing have the best week guys and we'll be back next tuesday with a banging guest see ya